Welcome to Better Naked, a podcast about learning what it means to show up as you are, not who you or anyone else thinks you should be. Life is hard sometimes, but pretending for the sake of maintaining an image is even harder. I'm your host, Shannon Christian, and you're free to undress here. Stigma as it pertains to mental health has lessened a bit over the years, but there have also been ways I've seen mental health addressed that still shows we're not as educated on mental illness as I would like for us to be. It's actually difficult sometimes explaining depression to people who haven't experienced it for themselves. But in this episode, I'm going to try my best. I intend on being as honest as possible in sharing the things that have been helpful and the things that may have been well-intended but are hurtful. I want to start with the fact that Depression is not just about sadness, and I wish we didn't use the term so interchangeably. We've all been sad before, and sadness is often tied to an actual event like, oh, a breakup, a loss of a loved one, a um, like missed career opportunity, like These things definitely warrant sadness and sadness is something that we all experience. But as it pertains to depression, a specific event is never required. And I think it's worth mentioning that feeling sad is typically just one symptom and not always the overarching one. But when it is present, it is persistent. Um, I know that personally, when my depressive episodes are at their peak, I actually am more disengaged than anything. And at that point, I am beyond an expression of sadness because I'm too drained of life and the thought of life. I'm too withdrawn to be interested in anything. And it's hard. It's hard articulating that I didn't just bring that on myself. It's hard communicating the fact that physically there are days I feel so weighed down that I just do not get out of bed. There are days that have gone by that I haven't even taken a shower. And so it's tough trying to explain that I'm not being lazy or disgusting. It's just that it's debilitating at times. And with that being said, depression exists on a spectrum. Not everyone who has an illness displays the same signs and symptoms. There are times when what's presented on the outside is not an adequate reflection of the battle being fought on the inside. And in that same breath, the stages are unpredictable. People are already complex, right? And so you add a complex illness to an already complex person and relationships can be difficult. And by relationships, I mean my relationship with myself as it pertains to self-image, my relationship with work, my platonic relationships, romance. It's not hard for all of those areas to suddenly be tougher to navigate. Um, 
there is self-stigma that I've had and I'm still working to overcome. And self-stigma essentially means that you internalize the stereotypes or the discrimination that you've encountered. And this has been a huge one for me because I felt like a failure in several instances. I have been vulnerable about things that I feel were later used against me. I have assumed that people will believe there's something wrong with me and then to protect myself, I'm just not as social. And so the only thing worse than actually dealing with the symptoms of depression is dealing with the shame of being ill in the first place. I don't want to be going through this. And the people who love me don't want me to either. But this is a great moment um, for me to transition into what my friendships have looked like and what I've learned from them. If you are supporting someone who is navigating a mental illness, it's important that you know not only is it not your job to fix someone, but that is not what we expect of you. And I get it. Because you care, you are frustrated that I have to deal. But take this into account. You are not more frustrated than I am because I have to deal with this every day. You have to deal with this when it looks visible or when I'm vocal, but essentially I'm having to get through this on my own. And I know most people don't like hearing that because they're like, oh, like you're not alone in this. But in a lot of cases, I am. And I I do think, though, a couple of things can be beneficial moving forward. Asking more questions and making less assumptions. If you are sharing something heavy, Ask the other person if they have a moment for you to vent or to share what's going on and then respect whatever answer they give you. If you are on the receiving end of something heavy before you respond with quotes or scriptures or advice or platitudes, you can ask how the person would feel best supported at that time. You can ask if there's anything they need without assuming that you know. I think sometimes what people need in rough moments or moments of crisis can actually be more practical than you'd imagine. And furthermore, if you don't know what to say, it's okay to say that too. If I'm coming to you in honesty, you have the space to respond to me in honesty. As it pertains to the stigma of mental health and how that can show up in friendships, Remember that you're in connection with the person and not a problem because just like it's unhealthy for a person with an illness to allow themselves to be defined by it, it's equally unhealthy for you to look at them and define them by it too. Do not assume that someone with a mental illness doesn't have much to offer you in a relationship either. And The reason I brought that up is because I've been in situations where people have been there for me and have genuinely not given me the space to be there for them. And that may not have anything to do with me, but it it unfortunately appears as either a lack of vulnerability or a lack of information due to lack of trust. But I don't want people to have a false sense of fragility when they think of me or see me. It's true that there's a certain 
hypersensitivity about me. But that has more to do with the level of awareness and observation that I walk in, the intensity in which I show up in certain spaces and less to do with my ability or willingness to receive critique or the truth or my capacity to care for other people. Um, So I guess that's kind of my last remark as it pertains to navigating friendship with mental illness and by the way, um, I have a question and don't fight me because I know you girls like to tussle. No, I'm just playing. No, but really, um, how much longer are we going to respond to real shit with these blanket statements? No, seriously. Um, I think what it boils down to is just the reality that when you are sharing things that aren't easy for people to digest, they're uncomfortable. And when people are uncomfortable, they deflect. And one of the ways people most commonly deflect is through platitudes, through throwing themselves into busyness or suggesting that you do, through appearing as unbothered as possible and encouraging you to do the same. But emotions are to be managed, not denied. And you cannot manage something that you fail to acknowledge exist. It's okay to just admit that something hurt you, that something is presently hurting you, and you don't have to follow up your admission with whatever dose of positivity you've convinced yourself is the most socially acceptable. You don't actually have to force yourself to see a silver lining in that moment to create a sense of positivity. Some things really are just hard. Um, You know, some unhelpful phrases that I've heard, this too shall pass or it's only temporary. The reason that's so hard to hear is because when you've been struggling for something for so long and it hasn't passed or it feels like the most permanent thing that you've had to deal with, being told that just feels invalidating. Being told it could be worse. That may be true, but it's already bad. And I don't feel more encouraged by putting my mind into a place where things could be worse than they are now when this is the hardest thing I'm dealing with at this present moment. Um, hearing things like everyone gets depressed sometimes. Well, actually, they don't. Everyone gets sad sometimes. Everyone goes through unfortunate circumstances sometimes, but everyone doesn't get depressed. Like, that's just the truth. They don't, you know, Um, hearing, I know exactly how you feel. Well, as much as I appreciate the attempt at relatability, you don't have to tell me that you know how I feel to... Have me feel supported. I would actually prefer you let me know that you don't know how I feel, but that you'd like to be there for me anyway. And those were just a few examples. I think there are several more. And I want to acknowledge that there is no perfect way to respond to someone who is struggling. 
So the point wasn't to just bash people who have been trying, but the point is to encourage you that there are mindful ways, intentional ways to respond, and that asking questions can be just as valuable as making statements. Mental health is such a loaded and nuanced topic, and I won't go on much longer, but I did want to say that if you or anyone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, please contact the National Suicide Hotline by dialing 1-800-273-8255. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If any of this resonated with you, I ask that you subscribe, rate, review, and even share this episode. Remember, if what you're wearing doesn't seem to fit anymore, you can always take it off. Until next time.